Hey, what's up, friends? I'm Vince Del Monte, father, husband, and the OG of online fitness marketing. For more than a decade, I've been committed to helping skinny guys pack on muscle. And after building multiple seven-figure online fitness businesses, I've achieved freedom and financial security through mentorship, hard work, and my passion for fitness. And I want to help you do the same. Recently, I've built the best mastermind coaching program that exists for fitness professionals by giving you the shortest no BS path to grow to six, seven, and even eight figures regardless of your starting level. My coaching was designed to give you the skills, systems, and support to become an industry mover and shaker and build the business and life of your dreams. Hey, welcome back to the Vince Del Monte podcast show. In this one, you're going to hear the replay from our first ever vision day with Dr. Gabrielle Lyon, and it was phenomenal. The talk is called How Your Success is Dependent on Your Health, Mindset, and Vision, and ultimately how to live a savage life. You're going to learn how your business can only get to the level of your health. And she's going to also talk about how whenever you have a big win, whether it's your revenue, a big month, whether it's an event, there's an immediate period of vulnerability following it. And she's going to talk about how to mitigate that and how to turn these uh, post-win slumps into even bigger impact. She also talks about how we are built for stress and gives a, a perspective on why stress is actually a good thing when you're an entrepreneur and it'll really, really help you probably manage those times where we I think there's something wrong with us. She also digs into how your business has to be in alignment with who you are. And if not, you're not going to get to an optimal endpoint. And then finally, she gives a really eye-opening perspective on procrastination. And if you think that maybe you're lazy, it might be something else. And she dives into what that something else might be and how to get your creative juices back flowing. So enjoy this interview this podcast please share it with people if you get value from it and i'll see you on the other side hi thank you so much for having me on um it is a privilege to be able to speak with you guys uh, and where i think that i can really serve you can definitely help you with the business aspect but before we talk about that i've had the great privilege to work with a lot of the mavericks and entrepreneurs really in all aspects of their journey so what I can share with you is also what I've learned from them. And a portion of my practice is dedicated to military operators and those really at the high end of stress. So I'm going to give you a very short presentation and then we'll go through Q&A, but this is really for you guys. Before we start, I want to tell you a really quick story. I used to have a large practice on Fifth Avenue in New York City uh, across from Central Park. So I don't know if you guys know the area, but it's... Um, pretty, pretty busy. And one of the patients that came to see me, a guy's name was Brian. And Brian was a, been in the, the Navy SEAL teams for 20 years and he's a breacher. So he's built kind of like Vince, like a tree trunk, a very large human. And uh, he was sitting in my office and he was like, um, just sitting there quietly. And what the uh, story behind Brian is, is Brian was home on a deployment on friendly soil and he was going 20 miles or I'm sorry, he was going five miles an hour on a motorcycle and a 17 year old girl texting and driving completely took him out and Brian lost his leg. So he lost his leg from the knee down and uh, was sitting in my office and I was like, Brian, you know, how are you doing? 
And Brian looks at me and he was like, uh, you know, I'm really tired. I'm having a lot of, uh, you know, phantom limb pain, but I'm good. So you guys don't know this about me, but I'm five one and I can be very intense, at least in my mind. So I leaned forward and I was like, come on, Brian, here you are, this alpha male, this big human who'd been on multiple war deployments and you were on a motorcycle going five miles an hour and a 17 year old girl takes you out and you lose your leg and you're, you're fine. And he looked at me in complete bewilderment and he goes, um, yeah, doc, uh, that was six months ago. Now, how many of you who are on this call would respond like that? Most of us cannot get over things that happened six years ago. Okay. So this is a framework for understanding of what those individuals who ultimately reach the pinnacle of their career, you know, in terms of entrepreneurship or life, uh, what they do and how they internalize and process what happens to them. So at the end of the day, um, you have to ask yourself, are you an asset or you are, are you a liability? And Brian was clearly an asset. And I'm just going to throw this little, this little tidbit in here. So I called my husband and Brian and my husband are friends. And my, my husband is also a Navy SEAL. And I was like, oh, you know, Brian came into the office and she, he's like, yeah, yeah, I know. He told me. So I went into this whole story about how Brian lost his leg. And he's asking me what my problem was, like why I was, you know, what I was talking about. And Shane goes, yeah, honey, what are you talking about? That was like six months ago. Okay. So this is a framework for understanding. In order to be an entrepreneur, you must understand from a clinical perspective, there's the inner game and then there's the outer game. And the, the inner game is all about the narrative or the monologue, adaptability, experience, and execution, okay? No matter how bad the day gets, uh, you have to understand that that's what's going to happen. And then, of course, the physical aspect, which I'm not going to go into um, right now. So if you guys can see this, this is what's so cool about an entrepreneur is that the day in the life of an entrepreneur is this. Tell me who can relate. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. Oh, my God, this is hard. You know, it's like this. It's working. Oh, my God, I totally screwed up, right? It's like this all day long, all day long. Well, what's fascinating about that is how many of you guys experience that? I wish that this was an in-person, but you guys all experience it. It is like, you know, you get ready for the day and you got to strap your seatbelt on. But the health of an entrepreneur also mimics that. So while you are experiencing these things as mental, internally, the experience does happen to the, your health capacity. This is a very important statement for you to understand. Your business will only get to the level of your health, okay? Your business will only get to the level of your health. You guys are all predictable. You work late nights, you're constantly thinking about stuff, you're doing your best to manage your phones, your kids, your all the things that are happening. But the reality is you guys are totally predictable, okay? You are absolutely predictable, your weaknesses are predictable, and you're often surprised by your human nature. You're not allowed to do that anymore because I'm highlighting this to you. So on one hand, we believe stress is harmful, uh, which it can be. But if you take that perspective um, as an entrepreneur that stress is harmful and you have to do everything to mitigate stress, you are going to be starting behind the eight ball. 
So I'd like to encourage you to rethink the concept, conceptual construct of stress. I want you before the end of the day to understand that it actually is enhancing. Every single one of you performs better under stress, true or false. You guys are built for it. Just like my warfighters are built for war. You are built for stress. Part of the issue is, is you're hearing all the stuff about how we need to lower stress. And parts of that are true. But if you can deal with the ebbs and flows and think about it in a correct narrative, then you can actually leverage that to become better and not have it put you behind. So this is actually something that I have uh, spoken to Vince about that I was very excited to share. One of the things that's really important to understand is as high as you're going to go, as you are executing on your task, as you are preparing for a launch of something is as low as you're going to go. Okay. So this is like a dopamine curve. So as you are pushing, 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 like, for example, I just finished a book. I knew that as soon as that book was going to be turned on or turned in, there's going to be a crash. As high as you go is as low as you're going to go. That means in those high moments, you are vulnerable. Okay. Hear me out. You are vulnerable because it's going to be that following day that you are going to have your risk-taking behaviors. You are going to go off your diet. You are going to shop. You are going to, I don't know, cheat on your significant other. Whatever it is to bring up that feeling, you are going to try to get that feeling of that high back. So please understand that there is going to be a risk of vulnerability after you come off something that you did that was great. Did any of you know that? No, you talked that to me. Remember what happened after the Nashville event? We did a, we did almost $2 million in 72 hours. Right. And then I had the worst two months of my life. And I So reached, that's totally predictable. And, I, yep. and when I reached out, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. I'm, I've got no drive. I'm off my diet. I'm sleeping in, don't want to get out of bed. And I had no idea why. It was scary. Yeah. And every single one of you in the call has experienced that. You just didn't know what it is. And it's not adrenal burnout. It's none of that stuff. It really is the neurotransmitters. You have to understand entrepreneurship is war. And this is what you're doing. So you are in the trenches. Um, it's predictable. And, and you can plan for that. So I'll, I'll just finish this up. I just really wanted to uh, highlight some of these things. You guys are designed to do the work that you're doing. Okay. You know, this is hunter and gatherer time. You were designed for extreme physical exertion, extreme mental exertion. Uh, you got this. So I just want you to remember that part of the struggles are we're in an environment that's very soft telling us to do all these other things. Um, so anyway, this is my last slide. The health of an entrepreneur is really combined with the mindset of an entrepreneur. So you prioritize health. There's no narrative like Brian. The guy lost his effing leg. And he's like, oh, doc, you know, what, what are you talking about? Had already forgotten. You have to be able to adapt. You have to know your execution. And you most importantly have to be aware of your weaknesses. So that's just a little thing for you guys, uh, which I wanted to share. Guys, what was most helpful for there? What was most helpful for you in the chat? Real quick, just drop a couple insights. How's this landing for you guys? Let us know. This is interactive, guys. We want you guys to participate in the chat. Don't sit there. What What's landing here positively for you? I'm normal. <laughs> this is also why time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I feel very privileged because I don't take care of the normal human. I take care of really the hard chargers. 
So if you understand and you have someone in your corner that speaks hard charger uh, language, then we got you. Mm, that's really great. Yeah. I feel like we should just let you keep talking here. I'm yeah. looking at the questions, but I think uh, you're going to, everything you say is so valuable. So, yeah. so, so let's dive in. Um, I would love just to know, like what drives you personally? What are your core values, Dr. Gabrielle? When yeah. it comes to I, I would love to. So I believe that if you have the capacity to make a difference, you have a responsibility to do so. I feel very responsibility driven. Um, again, I didn't start out a, a lot like you guys. I, I, I didn't actually start out as an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurship found me by mistake because my mission is so big. So I believe personally, um, I'm going to tell you uh, a little bit about kind of the practice beliefs, which obviously you can't take away brand from the individual is I believe in an absolute being, can I swear on this? Sure. <laughs> Fucking savage, right? I will get whatever I need to get for my patient, what they want for themselves. I want for them. I will stop at nothing to get that done. So that's number one is you have to be, you know, totally relentless. And I believe that I am that way in all domains of life. And in my business, relentless, relentless about getting the end result and the transformation for the person, even if it's a warfighter coming back who's totally broken from, you know, years of deployment, I need to put him back together so that he can go on to be with his family. So the other thing is, um, and this is what I think is actually really, really critical is, you know, and I can only speak from a, a health provider standpoint is be really good at what you do. Take the time you know, I, I'm not looking at what everyone else is doing. I'm very uninterested. I know what needs to be done. Um, I have the blinders on as it relates to execution and mastering my craft. If I was looking at what everyone else was doing, I would still be talking about obesity. Like who the fuck cares about obesity? That's a, that's a, a problem of, of muscle. We don't have an obesity problem. We have a muscle problem. But if I was out there looking and, and, and really being focused on everyone else, I would miss the magic that I have. The other thing is don't be afraid to think outside the box. Right now, we live in a world where we're trying to soften everything. And, you know, as a doctor, people like be compassionate, do, you know, and all that's real, but I'm not taking care of people that, you know, like, here's your diaper, right? I'm, I'm like, let's go. We're going to be on a mission to change the world. I'm not going to um, confine to the perspective of what that dynamic should be. So I think also creating a new path in a way that, you know, I'm friends with all my patients, whatever Vince could call me anytime. I would just check on him. Hey, Vince, how are you doing? Like, what do you need? So I, I think that having a way of defining um, a problem. So I actually saw that as a problem in the medical uh, experiences that people didn't have an experience when they saw their provider. They also didn't really feel cared about. And also I don't, you know, you want to have your patients back and you want to choose patients that like it's a fit, you know? So I don't know if that, so the, the major core about, you know, hopefully that's answering your question. Guys, no, I love the whole responsibility driven uh, component. So what's the problem your business is addressing? You know, why does your organization exist? Yeah. Um, well, number one, there, there's two major problems. And so it's interesting. So from a public facing perspective, I am fixing the obesity problem. Like I got the answer to that and I'm fixing it because we don't have an obesity problem. We have a muscle problem, pure and simple. We've been trying to fix the wrong thing. That's for the direct to consumer, right? And it's true. You know, 
if there are trainers on board that want to come and talk to me, I need you guys, right? So the real magic is going to be interfacing fitness professionals with the medical community. That's going to be the magic. So I'm fixing, I'm fixing cardiovascular disease, Alzheimer's disease, all these diseases of aging that everyone has, has been taught is about obesity. It's not, it's about skeletal muscle. So there's that. And then from a concierge perspective, so I have a, a concierge a medical clinic, um, concierge practice. What I'm fixing is I'm fixing for the lives of really busy entrepreneurs that can't stand their doctors, that are really busy, that need someone on their team that they can call. Hey, hey, dude, I'm uh, stuck in Mexico and I have diarrhea. Can you like get me something? Or, hey, I'm traveling to give a really big talk and I have laryngitis. I need something. Can you help? You know? whatever that is. So from an entrepreneurial perspective, from the concierge practice, we provide um, relationships and we provide really good fucking care. Right. And you know, that's what you need. That's amazing. Who's benefiting the most from, from your work? That's a great question. Um, so I am strategically placed to take care of people that then go and disseminate and make the world better. So for example, Vince affects his family, his wife, and then all like the world, like everyone here. So I, I take care of the key players to go and make the world better. So that really who ends up benefiting. And then from a public facing perspective for the masses is every single one of those individuals that is there to listen, to know that they need to get really good scientific advice. So that's important. Um, and then also they will go, like the general public will then go and educate above and beyond those things. Has your who evolved? Because that's a very common uh, piece of an entrepreneurial journey. I started serving skinny guys. Now I'm serving people who want to start fitness businesses. Maybe in 10 years, I'll be doing marriage. Who knows? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I I take care of a lot of the guys like Vince. So they're they're tough dudes. They're, um, they have a no-quit kind of mindset. And I would say when I first started, I, I took care of a lot of... Um, a lot of uh, professional athletes and actors, and that was not my flavor of an individual. And then I moved over to the warfighter because I, I didn't feel good about, you know, not to say everyone is a prima donna, but I just, I had been in school for so long and worked to really educate. And I wanted to be able to take care of people that were really in the trenches and not like, oh, I sprained my finger. You know what I mean? I, I wasn't interested. So it has evolved. And it's now uh, very much suited to a hard charging individual, which uh, not just hard charging from, you know, like I've taken care of these A-list celebrities. That's not hard charging. Dude, yeah. you're having meals delivered to you and, you know, someone's powdering your face, right? Not to say that celebrities are all like that, but that's just not my my flavor. I love it. Not you my know, flavor of human. I understand. Yeah. What are the primary services you provide to solve these problems? Yeah. So this is really important. Um, so number one, I still see patients one-on-one, uh, -on -one, right? And I know that there's a lot of trainers here or a lot of people in the fitness industry, and that might not be doable because I, I do charge a very, very high price point. Um, so I do see one-on-one. -on -one and, and the reason is, is it, it keeps me grounded. It keeps me, you know, like, Hey, this new peptide came out or, Hey, you know, did you get your sleep study done or, Hey, there's this new cardiovascular testing that's going to protect you for the next two decades. And also, you know, this new genetic test. So, um, the services are still one-on-one, -on -one, very limited, right? Referral base only. Um, I do have a team underneath me as well. Um, then the other, other major services, I do a lot of free education tons of free education. So I have a podcast, 
all the stuff that you're seeing, stuff I write and I put together. Um, yeah, those are the the services. And then, um, you know, obviously consulting and, and working on different things. Yeah. So, so I know you've got like, is it, you've got to just maybe give just one more line or two around like the specific deliverables. I believe it's a six month and a 12 month. And yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so I have a concierge practice that's really intensive for six months. Um, and that's myself. Um, and then there's a way in which people could come and work with me or, so I have another physician and a PA and two coaches. Um, so for me, there would be, again, it's referral based only. So if Vince has a friend and Vince is like, oh, you should really connect with this person, then we, you know, I'll interview them. And then it could be a six months commit, a six month commitment. And really they have my phone, whatever they need. Um, the way that it's set up is very hands-on because mm -hmm. it, it matters, right? Then there's a two-part deep dive where I, you come to see me right? Because you maybe don't want to work with me for six months or a year, but you want a diagnostic of what's happening. You've seen 14 other doctors, you're still messed up. You want to know what's going on. So we do really intensive testing. And um, by that time, we have a new working paradigm of a correct problem that then we give to an individual that they can take to their other provider. And then after that, if those individuals choose to stay on, um, they can come in where we take care of them for like a monthly fee. So that's a possibility. And um, that's how that works. Very, Vince, very I answer all those questions. It's a really a high touch and it's very well uh, orchestrated. Yeah, that's really good. Is there a question in the um, chat there you want to quickly take? I, uh, there's some questions coming in. Or we can just save it until the end. Yeah, we also have... Um, so it's interesting because it's service. We're really, really service-based. Nothing is, you know, how people be like, automate everything, automate everything. I yeah. try to automate nothing. And people are like, oh, that's not scalable. I'm not looking, that's not what we're going to be scaling. So I'm actually going to be training up other physicians, which is why I'm in Chino Hills, um, mm -hmm. visiting a friend of mine. You guys know Bedros Koulian, visiting him. We're working on a certification for other providers so they can learn to be uh, just, just a killer in their service to patients. That's really, really cool. Yeah, I saw your note on that. That's awesome. So let's talk about, you know, when this certification comes out, like this is, you know, what's driving you. What's the world going to look like if we eliminate this problem? You know? It's going to all look like Vince, jacked and tan with good hair. And yeah. that, like, that's it. That's right? all dramatic. I just got lucky there. So do you realize what we can do? So if we can, so the world is going to look like this. Um, I am going to be able to get an army of trainers and fitness professionals, and we are going to collectively collaborate, not just like one-off, but we are going to combine movement and medicine. We're going to have medicine as movement. We're going to get drop these victim mentalities, these victim narratives, and we're going to get everybody fit. They are going to be like, it's going to be like a world of Spartans. That's mm -hmm. what we need, you know? Mm -hmm. And then- the rest of the people can be on there like playing Game Boy or whatever, but my people, you guys are effing Spartans and that's mm. what the world is going to look like. So what's the one-year plan look like? Mm. So the one-year plan is my book is, um, so I have a book. So I have a book with Simon & Schuster that uh, goes for pre-sale February, 2023 soon. Then that will launch September, 2023. By that time, um, the book launches, my certification is in place for other you know, healthcare providers, which would then take, you know, obviously 
I, we would curate it all. We have a team would help certify and train other and teach other people up there. So, and then of course the podcast is just booming. So people will be able to, you thought Atkins was a big movement. Mm -mm. No, we're, we're bringing the heat now. So that'll be the first book. So it'll be the book, the certification and that podcast, man. I love it. It's, I can feel the fire right now. So let's, let's jump further in the future. How does the three-year picture look? What do you hope to accomplish in a little longer time frame? Yeah. So it's going to be like the Atkins legacy, the it's, but it's going to be mine, going to be muscle centric. And so we're going to have provided a way and there's going to be by that time, there'll be two other books. So it'll be a collection of three books where people will understand this whole new framework of thinking. We'll have certified coaches all over the world. We'll have certified providers all over the world. Um, and, and that's what it's going to be. And I'm going to be uh, have the number one health and wellness female physician-run podcast. And where does this drive come from? You always have this? Is this uh, nature? nature? Uh, this is nature. This is nature. And, and I'm going to push you a bit then. Uh, tell me a bit more about the vision in 10 years from now. Think in terms of like delivery, you know, everything, income, yep. impact, contribution, your lifestyle. Like, are you thinking that far out even? Or? Of course, of course. So it's going to be really modeled after how, you know, it's going to have a product line, probably product, food, training. So it will be a whole lifestyle. People will understand it's a lifestyle. So be, again, product, books foods, all of it, lifestyle, be a movement. Wow. And yeah. um, that's fantastic. So, so let's, um, what do you, what do you want more? Let's kind of dig a little more into your business. Like you sound like this is going to happen no matter what. Yeah. You're, this is happening no matter what, but we all know that there's day-to-day operations, day-to-day battles, fights we have to win. What's something, maybe uh, share some insights around like, what do you want to see more of? and less of in your own organization um, in terms of hitting these one-year goals? What has to happen, actually? Yeah. Well, so I'm in the process of really building up those leadership teams. Mm. So that's, you know, building up. It's taken me a very long time to find the right uh, medical providers, which I believe that I have them. But the, the true test is when the rubber meets the road. So I bought into these individuals. I believe them to be all A players. And we're going to see as the rubber as the rubber meets the road that's really cool so developing leaders and yeah. that's a scary that's a scary subject matter right i think a lot of us start to wonder do i even want to develop a team because transferring skill sets is one of the hardest things to do but it gives you the ultimate leverage um, maybe give an insight or two around finding leaders developing let leaders. me talk about that i'd love to so i I have a, an amazing physician. So he's former military, no surprise. And I've, there's been two physicians I've wanted in the practice for the last five years. One of which I've finally been able to uh, secure to come in because he's leaving the military. He is an A player. He is not going to stay underneath me for long. Hmm. And I realize I'm going to build him up and give him a platform. And he's probably going to leave in a couple of years. And that's the reality of it. And I'm okay with it. So, so wait, to be clear, do you want to create something for him underneath you or just, you know, let him fly kind of thing? So I don't want to ever lose him, right. but his personality, I need someone who can be my replica. And that's not going to be someone who is, I cannot be afraid to build up greatness. 
And I could mm-hmm. t- potentially be building up someone who's going to be my competition. But I'm hoping that I have created uh, that I have chosen well enough that that will not happen. But I do fully expect for him to not stay in the practice. He's not an employee type individual. So um, I am well aware of that. But that's what this is going to take. Mm-hmm. And he also needs mentorship. So he's green. Right. I am his and I'm, I'm well aware that I will have him for three to five years. I'd love to have him for longer, but yeah. it would be foolish for me to buy into uh, pixie dust and, and unicorns. And, mm-hmm. and so ideally, he's like, no, 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 I'm totally I'm all in. So he's telling me this. I know he believes this, but I'm telling you, I see greatness in him and mm-hmm. I'm going to push that. And once he's ready to fly, he's not going to stay with me. And I'm OK with that, even if he doesn't see that for himself because he's great. Dr. Gabrielle, speak to somebody here today who's got a scarcity mindset, who's, you know, terrified of losing uh, a team member, or what if they go out, you know, speak to that, because that's a real reality. You are the magic. You are the magic. Mm -hmm. Nobody can be you. And and also be inspired by other people's greatness. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to be inspired by their greatness. Listen, there's always going to be a schlub, right? That someone like trying to take your idea Forget those people, done, right? They, you want nothing to do with them. But, uh, you know, all of my friends are, I'm inspired by them. I am not intimidated by them. There is a lot of sick people. There's a lot of stuff to go around. And again, you guys, you are the magic. Be inspired by other people's greatness. But, you know, obviously you don't want to be with someone who's, uh, you know, like that feeling, like that leechy kind of feeling, or you know, this person is not a good person. We're not talking about that. Mm-hmm. Like those people are not even in your stratosphere. But, don't be afraid to make other great people. I am not afraid to make greatness. That's beautiful. That's so encouraging. And what changes uh, do you think you need to make to prevent this going from off the tracks? You know, we all have like uh, our own vices or, you know, self-limiting beliefs or personal struggles. Like where do you need to stay in check? You know, who, you know, what do you know? If I don't go for me personally, if I keep my family in check, I've got a family first foundation to scale off of. But if I don't have the support of my family, I'm not going to be courageous or uh, motivated to even do what I want to do. So what about you? What, what do you need to keep in check in order for this to happen? Personal uh, question. Yeah, I think that that's a really good question. Um, I mean, I, I I would say I can be aggressive and, and that could definitely... Uh, be a bit off-putting just in general sometimes. So that's something that I need to, you know, like I struggle with that. Do I need to soften or do people need to put on their big girl pants? I don't know. Um, I'm not totally sure, but I I do think that, um, yeah. Um, what, what do I need to keep in check? Probably a little bit of my aggressiveness. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that because I think we make ourselves vulnerable, right? When we, when we put out, goals and we say we're going to go do this stuff and then all of a sudden there's a big a brighter spotlight on you yeah and 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 your decisions have greater consequences so there's more on the line like you're not playing small anymore there's a lot of people involved now and you have to be i think i guess i'd like to know like how do you deal with this continual pressure and it's like man what am i signing up for do i want to take on all this weight i love what you said at the start you're responsibility driven maybe that's the answer but I think a lot of us, we play it safe. We get comfortable. We start, we stop thinking outwards. And it's like, you know what? I'm comfortable here. How do you avoid? And we all know comfort leads to death. It's the slowest and most painful death. We don't even know what's happening. So just kind of speak to that. Yeah. Eat pressure for breakfast. 
If it doesn't hurt and you're coasting, you're doing it wrong. Then if that's, if that's where you're at, you have to put yourself immediately into the fire. If you are comfortable, you need to go immediately into the fire. That's it. I'm going off script now. Okay. So then here's a question. So, all right, but I've been working so hard. I've been putting so much time into this. I've spent so much money. I just, you know, I've been in all these coaching programs. I'm doing everything they tell me. I just haven't had my breakthrough. Just speak to that. Uh, I have a specific name for it, but I'll be nice. Yeah, yeah. What, how, uh, like, is that true? Is, is that true? Right. Is, is it even true? I worked for, okay. So by the way, I have a husband in full-time medical school. Okay. Former Navy SEAL in full-time medical school. I have two very little children, like 18 months and one still shitting herself. Like, like they're little three and 18 months. I have a full-time concierge practice, which means I'm responsible for people's lives. While I was working on a book for Simon and Schuster, I turned in the book, took two years, like a year to write, um, but you know, like there's this whole other proposal, turned it in Friday, gave a talk Saturday, Sunday, I didn't know what to do with myself. Monday, I'm like, oh, you know, now what do I really do? Should I take a day off? And then just know that, I mean, like, this is the reality. It's, it's not about the one big thing, right? Like it's not, you know, uh, but even to get to that point took 17 years, mm. right? So it's not a, I, I don't know if that answers the question, but it's not this, they're, they're not like isolated things. This is a long, this is your life. This is what are you doing for your life? If you are constantly sprinting and waiting for that, first of all, nothing is going to come to you. Everything is earned. That's just, that's just how it goes. It's not fair, but it's true, right? Everything yeah. is earned. You don't get like, sorry, right? Yeah, I'm but, reminded yeah, yeah I'm reminded by the David Goggins 40% principle and can't hurt me. And he talked about how most of us, I, I felt this when I did 75 hard. I thought that I was operating at like eight, nine percent, 80, 90% of my capacity until I did that. And I realized I've been operating at freaking 20%. Yeah, totally. I haven't totally. even, I'm still in the gates. You know, I, I also do have a one advantage, I think, is that I am married to someone who's like a machine. And it's just, he, it's very inspiring to see. And he doesn't even do it outward. He's not like banging on, like I'm, I'm tough. He's just, he's no narrative. He, he literally is a machine. I would be bitching and complaining. All the stuff that he's doing, I'd be bitching and complaining. He's up at 4.30, just like cranking it out, doing God, 14 hour days, just no narrative. Top of his class, guy's a knuckle dragger. How did he do that, mm-hmm. right? So I, I do have an advantage in that my partner is, is literally a machine, like non-human machine. Um, so there's that. And then the other aspect is, are you, is it true? Like, are you saying those things because you have an upper limit problem? Are you saying those things because you feel like you don't deserve to actually be successful? That's the one big thing that, you know, I can just say as a provider is that you'll have entrepreneurs are like, oh, um, I want to be this or feel this way. And, you know, like deep down, they don't feel worthy. You know, some of like my female entrepreneurs don't feel worthy of getting the health that they want or the body that they want. So there's a, a component of upper limiting. So you have to ask yourself, are you really giving everything that you say that you're giving? Or are you constantly capping yourself because you don't feel worthy of the success that is potentially at the end? That's so good. All right. You get to step into somebody's business here for a day. and. uh they get to hang out with you and they have ambitious goals of building to six figure, multi six figure, seven figure business over the coming year. What few things are you looking to fix right away? 
Well, I, I don't even know if I want to fix it. I want to know your culture mm. and is who you are and what you've created in alignment. If it's not, the thing is never going to work. Mm. You're always going to be driving. There has to be authenticity and alignment. Period. So, to start. I, and let me hear, see if I'm hearing you right. So I joined a coaching program many years ago and, and, and the teacher was excellent, but his teaching style was really fancy slide decks and, you know, visuals. That's not me. I'm more of an inspiration guy, raw and real, you know, teach from the heart. I try to do what he did. And just, I'm like, what am I doing? Same thing in my fitness business. I try to sound really, really smart and like, you know, quote 30 PubMed, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, scientific studies when talking about one exercise. And then that's not me. Is that what you're talking about? The way you deliver, the way yeah. you show up, the way you build? Yeah. Yeah. So like you can, if I were to go into someone's business, I would say, is this, is this business in alignment with who this, like, is this person trying to build a business that isn't who they are? And then that's going to crumble. Like, is, is it, you know, you have to build a business that has to be in transparency in alignment with the authentic person that you are. Otherwise it's always an uphill battle because you don't know what you stand for. You're willing to fall for anything. The people below you, it's not cohesive. Like it has to be a cohesive culture and it has to be a cohesive culture built on their leader. Like who is the leader? What do they represent? Everything else trickles down. If it's not in alignment and you're, if you don't believe in fat loss and you're selling a fat, like if you don't believe in, I don't know, whatever, Pilates and you're selling a Pilates program just because that's what the people want, it's never going to make it. Mm, so good. Uh, so, so true. Uh, that's so good. So what if I'm, in, what if I'm unclear on my vision? I'm totally drawn a blank. They ask me, what's my vision? I don't know. Where do I even start? Give some counsel on, you know, helping somebody find a vision. For me, a vision is in the future. A mission is now. A vision is next. Yeah. A vision is what we're moving towards. Yeah. Uh, number one, I put urgency underneath them. So this is, you know, we all have a finite amount of time, right? That's it. Right now we're young and healthy, but I'm telling you, I've been at the bedside of a lot of dying people. And you know what the, the most impactful thing is at the end of life? Do you want to know? More painful than death. Regret. Mm. So all this, I don't have a vision. Shut the fuck up. You do have a vision. You are wasting your time. Mm. You know exactly what you are meant to do. It's true. So whatever is stopping you from taking that action to do it, to write down your vision, that's here. That's not out here. And if you do that, that, that wave of youth closes. And then you're not going to have the bandwidth, the capacity. It's always going to be the what if, and that will kill a person. So, okay. So now if you don't believe me and you really do have your vision and you really don't know what your vision is, which I don't buy for one second mm. is I just don't buy it. It's um, really getting, I mean, to me, that sounds like you got to go back and, and kind of uh, like redo whatever, whatever is holding an individual back. So I believe that we all know we are put on earth to do a certain thing and you know exactly what the fuck that is. Mm. And that's maybe, good. maybe that's not, maybe that's not, maybe you guys don't agree with me and, and I'm okay with that, but you got to understand is I, the most sick people I ever see are those that are, are two things. Number one, they're complacent, right? So I've been in practice. I've been seeing patients since 2006 guys. It's a lot of people and a lot of intimate knowledge of a lot of people. And uh, the sickest patients are those that are complacent, like 
too successful and are not living with a purpose. Okay. So, or that are not living in their true mission of what is, is true to them. Like, oh, they're taking a job because it's good money or they should, or all that stuff, all that's bullshit. And none of it's truthful. Right. So it's almost as if they're living a lie that festers and gets people sick. So. Wow. Hey, um, you just crushed through the conversation questions like 10 minutes faster than I intended. So uh, what we can do here is some q and I'm sure our uh, listeners have some questions. And is there a question that I didn't ask, something on your mind that you want to share, something you've been sharing a lot on your platform that you just you need to get out here to everybody listening? No, I really appreciate. Um, I would say that I, I really appreciate being able to talk to you guys because I talk a lot about medicine, but this is actually my other passion is really building up people and building up leaders. And this is a little known fact, but I actually trained in psychiatry for two years because I was so interested in the way that the human mind worked. Uh, I did that at the University of Louisville. I worked as a psychiatrist. Um, wasn't a good fit because they're crazy, but uh, it's, it's you know, helping you guys is something I feel very passionate about. Uh, so I just really appreciate being able to chat about something other than medicine. Okay, questions here they come from Natalia Mello. She first one here. How do you navigate working with someone when you end up wanting it more than they do? How do you manage your emotions? Yeah, um, that's that's a, a tricky one. Is uh, I used to be very tied to it in the beginning of my career. Um, and I would say that uh, one thing that I would consider, and this is not going to sound pretty, uh, is vetting the people first better. You don't want to, I think that... Um, you're at a place in your career where you want people that are A players that want to change, mm-hmm. that really, really want it. I love it. Um, how do you stay focused on being a unicorn when you're going against the grain? Um, you know, as a, you know, maybe you're a certain type of coach, you know, low carb, keto, but how do you go against the grain? Uh, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. And then, and then you like realize, so you can do two, one of two things. Number one, you're either going to get hurt by everything or you're not going to get hurt by anything. And I know that that's like really extreme because I've been in the firing line more times than I can count every day, like all the time. <laughs> Just, mm-hmm. it's so hilarious to me. Um, and, I, and I'm okay with it, right? Uh, you know, initially it hurts at first and then you have to realize that um, it is part of personal growth to actually do something meaningful. You show a meaningful life that's an unscathed life. You show me anyone who does anything meaningful where it doesn't hurt. That's great. It hurts. It hurts. It was so true. Rapid fire. Let's keep this going. Any tools on how to manage nutrition with your, your kids? Um, any questions on how to, I mean, we're pretty tight with nutrition. Uh, I start them early. Mm. A little liver in there. I like gag when I'm trying to eat it. Um, you know, but they'll, they'll be fine. Like we all turned out. Okay. I mean, most of you, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, mm. But just like do the best you can. And uh, also don't worry if they're throwing a fit crying because they want ice cream for breakfast. Mm. Tough shit. Yeah. Um, got, there's a good one from Rachel. Do you ever struggle with switching from business killer mode to family mode? Yes, but I'm just a killer anyway. Like, all right, guys, we're doing push-ups. This sounds fun. Everyone's like, um, okay. <laughs> like, this is just how we roll. It's, it's kind of our, our family culture. You know, again, I'm lucky because I have a partner who's like 10 times more intense than me. He's just not outwardly intense. Um, but then I also have really strict things. So for example, when I finished my book, I was actually sick last week. Um, and normally I, I've not done this in years. So I was sick last week. My kid was sick. 
Um, and I was actually scheduled to come out to LA to do some speaking things. And I, I've never had to cancel, but I was vomiting. Like I, I, no one wants me on the plane. So I, um, usually get up and train. And in the morning, I've, again, I've never done this for three days. I just woke up and hugged my kids and, and hugged my kids and, you know, um, felt okay with that. Hmm. that. That was like the first thing I know that that, I don't know if that was the answer to the question, but that's how I. Yeah. Anyway, there was that. Right. No, this is awesome. I'm trying to get through as many as. Uh, yeah. So I like this one. This is a great one. Can I jump in? I see this one. From yeah, Kim. Yeah, what are a few steps for pulling yourself out of the post wind slump? Don't get too high. Mm. Don't get too high. So when you know you have a big event, do not get too high for it. I know that sounds crazy. When I know that I am going to talk to like, if I have a military thing and there's a, I don't know, a congressman there, don't get too high for it. You're giving a talk like Vince does these massive talks. Vince, don't get too pumped up for it. People are like, that's insane. Don't do it because you're calm and you'll mitigate that that drop, that dopamine drop, and it, you will still perform. You'll mm -hmm. still crush it. But you have to get to the place where you know that you've got things stacked. You guys are crushing it, right? You've got things one after another stacked. You have to think forward. What is the consequence of really getting pumped up for that thing? Because you're going to crash as equally as you go. And then you've got two days and you've got to have another thing. You're going to be crushed. So mitigate your excitement in the moment. So as you feel yourself like, I'm so excitable. No way. You're in control. You got it. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Um, yeah, you're going on whatever you are, some major thing, which is probably a big deal. You mitigate it. Don't get too pumped. That's what you told me to do for Vegas. And it was a way better outcome. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then like, if you're crushed and you decided that you crushed yourself, uh, you're going to have to be real strategic. Um, so let's say now I'm not giving medical advice, but you know, so let's say you've crushed yourself because you've gotten too high and you're slumped and uh, you might have to over caffeinate for a couple of days. Maybe you're going to chew some nicotine gum. I'm sure everyone here is cringing like, Oh my God, did she just say that? Yes, guys, I did. Uh, again, I'm not here to sugarcoat things. I'm here to get you the results so that you can, go on and like make a difference because time is finite. Uh, so you might end up doing things that are not so great, but just be wary of it. Like uh, you have to do little things to kind of build up again. Oh, gotcha. Um, day in the life, real rapid fire day in the life. Um, I mean, let's see what, what would be a normal day? Um, like today I've already, this is my second call for the day. Uh, so this is my second call. I put together a slide deck this morning, had a call for a book launch. Um, going to go and meet my lead physician here. We're going to go train, see Bedros. Going to take a break, probably train a little bit in the afternoon, see Diana for um, dinner, get on a 7.45 a.m. flight. I'll train before I get on the flight, come home, be a mom. Uh, a normal day would be up early in training, up early. Uh, go train, get my kids ready for school and get wow. to work. Get to it. Awesome. Um, man, oh man. Last question here. I, I, I'm interested. How do you treat procrastination? That's a great question. I was hoping you'd say that two types of procrastination. So there are two types of procrastination, two experiences of procrastination. And, uh, it's a great question. Sometimes procrastination can happen because, uh, you're almost going through like a reboot, like you don't have these creative ideas. So you think it's procrastination, but it's that you don't have the creative juices because you've been, um, 
hmm. not taking time to actually sit and, you know, um, take time into your craft. So make sure that it's actually procrastination and, you know, um, not that you are requiring some downtime to build up that the creativeness of your life. So that, that can be one. The other thing about procrastination is you might be someone who thrives being thrown into the fire. So you're not actually procrastinating. You are unconsciously uh, creating, you're unconsciously creating a scenario where it puts fire under you because you function better with a lot of stress. Mm. So it's not actually procrastination. You're just calling it that because you're not identifying it correctly. Like you could wait till the last thing and, you know, like the, you know, like there's that, that meme with the animals sitting in fire and there's like flames everywhere. And, you know, yeah, that, that's what you need to function. That's just what you need. It's like the seals that have to jump out of the, the airplane, right? Like, that's just what you need. So you need to wait till everything falls off and you've got like a week before you've got this massive thing to, um, and then the other thing is, is it's just really, there's a lack of creativity because you've been maybe consuming content that is invaluable. Um, uh, and then you just need that time to actually go deeper into mastery. Anybody relate to that one? <laughs> that was amazing. Let's give her a big round of applause, guys. That was outstanding. Dr. Gabrielle, share with all of our listeners here, where can they follow you? What's the best places to yeah, get? Yeah, yeah. Um, so you guys can follow me on Instagram. That's Dr. Gabrielle Lyon. I have a new website actually that's coming out. It's been, again, I was pregnant for two years. So um, it's a really great high-end website. It's uh, not out yet, but it'll, it'll be out in, a, in another week. So Dr. Gabrielle Lyon, I have a great podcast. It's called the Dr. Gabrielle Lyon show. My goal is that it is going to be the number one female doctor health and fitness podcast. So if you are a fitness professional and you got chops, then contact me. I'd love to have you on. Um, so yeah, so you, I'd love it. If you subscribe, leave a comment, it would mean the world to me because it really helps uh, bring awareness to that. So okay, yep, guys, yeah. If, if you haven't taken a second yet, as you guys know, this is free. The whopping cost of admission today was $0.00. So grab your phones out. Just take a quick little story tag me, tag her, hashtag vision day, and just share an insight, you know, share one thing you learned today that would be helpful and just pay it forward. All right. That's what this is all about. Helping people. You guys invested the time here. So just take a quick second and grab a little 15 second clip on your stories and then post this. And maybe uh, we'll both repost this on our stories so that more people hear about what we're doing. Cause listen, guys, what we're doing is we're aligning on a common mission to help people live larger and to um, expand their own vision and contribution to the world. So we're on the same mission together. We're working together, not against each other. So Dr. Gabrielle Lyon, have an amazing half day with uh, Coach Bedros today. I'm sure it's going to be And thank you so much. Yo, yo, thank you so much for listening. I hope you got a ton of value. And as a token of my appreciation for enjoying the show, if you don't mind leaving a five-star rating as well as a genuine review, whether it's a sentence or a paragraph, that's up to you. I would like to extend my gratitude by sending you a free sample of my all-day energy formula, Preload. It is the world's only all-day energy and focus formula, and you will love it. All you got to do is head on over to iTunes, leave a rating, leave a review, take a screenshot, and then send it over to me on my Instagram account at Vince Del Monte with your home address, and we will get that shipped out. You are amazing. Thank you, and we'll see you in the next episode.